How About That Cigar? Guys, welcome this evening to episode number 80 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for joining us. If you are watching us live on YouTube or Facebook right now, please take just a second. Share us out to your favorite Facebook cigar group. Share us out to your feed and spend a little time with us this evening. As always, join in with the comments. Join in with the questions on the show live tonight. You may notice that I'm flying solo. Garrett is not feeling well this evening, so uh, you guys have me this evening. But as always, we have a great special guest coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, And as always, guys, we are coming to you live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. And in 2019, Drew Estate celebrated an important milestone with the global introduction of the Acid 20th anniversary and now the Acid 20 Bronxzilla, an Ecuadorian Connecticut shade offering that will be available exclusively through Alliance Cigar Company. Wrapped in a creamy, smooth Connecticut shade cover leaf over Indonesian binder and rich Nicaraguan filler, Bronxzilla is packed with bold flavor and aroma. Each 5 by 54 Robusto, it's blinged out in chrome foil and packed in a 20-count box emblazoned with the Acid 20 logo. For more info, please visit DrewEstate.com and AllianceCigars.com. So again, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for episode number 80. I can't believe we're already at 80 episodes of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you guys, as always, so much for being a part of it. And... um. So, uh, you know, Garrett and I normally right, right about now, we talk a little bit about sports. Um, I'm, I make fun of them because the Vikings are terrible. And uh, the Vikings had a bye week this week. So if you guys are following your favorite NFL teams or your favorite, uh, your favorite sports teams right now, the Vikings had a bye week. Uh, the Packers beat the Texans. Uh, so I'm happy about that. They seem to be playing well again. Uh, I mean, the Texans are not fantastic this season, so it wasn't exactly a, a very tough test. But uh, we seem to... My team seems to be back to form. Um, If you would have told me that at the end of week seven of the NFL, the only undefeated team left would be the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would have called you a liar and laughed in your face. But that that's where we're at for uh, for better or worse, crazy as it may seem. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the only undefeated team left in the NFL that I'm aware of. Uh, So if you're a Pittsburgh fan, you know, good on you. Good on your team. Um, and the uh, the World Series Game 6 is in progress as we speak. Uh, it's been a great series so far. Um, uh, I'm hoping very much for a Game 7, um, not just because I want more baseball, just because uh, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Tampa Bay. I'd love to see them take the series home uh, and win that. Uh, the, uh, the end of Game 4 was awesome. If you haven't seen the end of Game 4, go check it out on YouTube. It was just incredible. Um, so a lot of fun to watch. So... Um, and again, join us with questions and comments uh, in just a few minutes here. We're going to bring on our special guest of the evening. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, special guests on How About That Cigar Live are brought to you by Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, President and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Mr. Jeff Borshowitz, believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. 
For more info on all of that, please visit coronacigar.com and floridasungrown.com. And ladies and gentlemen, if you would please put your hands together, welcome to the show for the first time to How About That Cigar Live from Carolina Blue Cigars, Christopher Moore. Brother, what is going on? How are you? I'm good, my friend. I'm good. It, it, we just get dark. I'm in the garage. I'm sorry. Uh, but No, it's all good. Mostly, you know, I, I don't have the, the, the home humidor you know, <laughs> to uh, smoke in. So, but you know, I'm usually outside. Yeah, nice, and it is a very nice night tonight in, in North Carolina. So I was like, "Wow, uh, it's, a good, it's a good night for an interview and a good night to smoke." I'm good, actually. Very busy lately, but doing very well. How are you been? It's been a while oh, since we talked. It has been a while since we talked. It's been it's been good. You know, we, uh, you know, just like everybody else, we're we're figuring out the uh, you know the ways to to live now in this sort of different world and. Um, kids are doing great. Wife's doing great. Um, you know, Garrett, unfortunately is a little under the weather right now, but, uh, you know, we wish him the best for a speedy recovery and, uh, hopefully he doesn't have the, uh, hopefully he doesn't have the Rona. Hopefully it's just a, you know, a little cold and he'll be able to get past that quickly, but you know, it happened. I had a, I had a kind of a nasty cold a a few weeks ago. Fortunately, it, it hit me on, uh, on a Thursday. So by, by the time the show rolled around, the following Tuesday, I was I was good to go. So, um, so you're you're uh, broadcasting with us uh, live from your your home in North Carolina. Um, what are you What are you smoking right now? I am uh, smoking a Habano tonight. Uh, Carolina Blue Habano is is, is oddly enough. Uh, I haven't smoked it in a while, and and. <laughs> Probably because we sell so many of them there on backwater right now. So I said, let me go ahead and see what the buzz is about. <laughs> well, that's that's the so, uh, yeah. I'm smoking one. one. I probably no. I was just gonna yeah. say it's the it's same one that I'm firing up there right you go. now. So just getting her going right now. Yeah, it's, it's actually a Habano Maduro 2000 with a a uh, old Dominican binder and four fillers in there my friend so one of the things we like to do every time we have a show uh and again for our viewers please if you guys got questions comments just want to give a shout out go ahead and put those in the comments we'll get them up on the screen but christopher we want to know you know about you and and kind of your origin story as far as uh uh you know, your love for premium cigars. So uh, for the first piece of it, take us back to that first time that you remember sitting down and firing up a, a hand-rolled premium cigar. You know, what it was you smoked, if you remember, and what the experience was like for you. Well, my first experience was probably uh, my first day before I went to basic trading. Uh, I can't really say it was a premium cigar. It was just something I kind of grabbed out the grocery store. I can't even remember the name of it. Uh, I now that I'm deep in the business, I know it was a premium. It was probably some machine-made uh, white owl thing or whatever. Because it was it was weird. Because the next day I wanted another one. So I'm like, that's kind of weird. You know, it, it reminded me of like cigarettes. You know, so it was something. Oh heavy. yeah. And I, I just smoked the next one because. Because it was uh, what I was going to do was 
I bought two. So I said, I'm going to smoke one on the way in because this is like a, a milestone in my life. And then I'm going to smoke one when I finish uh, my my training, my annual, my AIT events initial training. So I never smoked it. The second one. Um, and probably enough, I found it in the trunk like about 15 years later that I was cleaning out like, wow, this is that cigar that I was going to smoke. It was crazy. <laughs> but in between there, you know, I smoked, you know, and on deployments and, and, and just, you know, my, my background is tobacco. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I work tobacco fields in North Carolina and, and other places. And uh, so I'm kind of, but, you know, tobacco in North Carolina is for chewing and cigarettes. So yeah. uh, that was, that's my whole little makeup before I really dove back into the business of tobacco. So what, uh, tell us, um, tell us where you, uh, which branch you served with, uh, and, and where you, uh, where you spent your time while you were, uh, in the service. Uh, army 30 years, you name it. I've been there deployed four times, Afghanistan, uh, Iraq, Kuwait, spent some time in Korea, Panama, uh, Germany, uh, just everywhere. This yeah. even out, oddly enough, I was even in I was even out in South Dakota for a bit, even out there for a bit, which was kind <laughs> of uh, it was an interesting little uh, stop over there. That's what I call it. Uh, and you and I, I really Dakota learned a lot when I was out there. Really, say again. Were you in in South Dakota in the winter? I hope not. I, I I was actually there. I got there in the spring. I was there for like a year. So I, I spent I was spent part of the like spring as part of the summer and then the winter. The winters were crazy because uh, it would. I was at Rapid City, Rapid City, South Dakota. So you know it's different than Sioux Falls. Of course you know that. Um, yeah. So it's really wet in Sioux, Sioux Falls. It's really dry in Rapid City. So when it would snow. The snow would just stay on the ground for months, and it and you and it would just never melt. Then you had to wear sunglasses because you know the glare <laughs> from the snow, and it was crazy. But at nighttime, you had to have a uh, a block heater in your car because it, it would just freeze up. You didn't really need a big coat; you you just have both to keep warm. But you would get so cold so quickly because it was so dry. So it was it was amazing little time out there. You know, I went you know to the Indian reservations and stuff. Places I never thought I would be, and that's that's kind of how the military was. I was just in places I thought I would never be, and I'm grateful for it. And uh, yeah, and I, and well, I, we're, and I, you know, I, I don't look back. As uh, um, not a military man myself, but family members who served, and uh, I have great respect for everybody who serves and wears a uniform. So thank you for uh, you know giving that time to uh, you know to serve uh, your country and serve us as. Uh, citizens of this country we appreciate that very much yeah little little havana man he got a nice little hook up here in charlotte you, you should see it yeah. i'm gonna send you some pictures it's, it's, it's awesome it's an awesome little thing he has there going on but uh we, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna build a nice little friendship <laughs> <laughs> no it's great we got some good people uh good people saying hello so i'm trying to put up the hello comments in uh in here um so tell me about um you know, when you when you decided you were going to start uh, Carolina Blue Cigars, was it 
uh, how did the how did the genesis of that come about? You know, was it were you were you working in in other areas of tobacco? Were you did you ever work for other cigar companies or spend any time retailing cigars, anything like that? No, my my background was just working the fields mostly in tobacco, in tobacco. So I kind of knew the process for the field part. So uh, the the way that it started. I was still in the military, actually, and I was, I'm, I'm a huge golfer. Like, I was playing in tournaments like everywhere that I could play when I could squeeze in. I was actually playing in a tournament in, D, in Jamaica Public. So, you know, I was winning, and, you know, I was close to scratch golfer. So I was like a uh, amateur golfer. I was on an amateur golf tour. And uh, during the time in the military, so it's kind of crazy. So I would just, like, leave, take leave on a Thursday, and I would fly over and do something and come back. But my uncle was over there, and he's like, hey, you know, you know, you, you know about tobacco. You, did you ever think about doing cigars? I'm like, man, I'm not doing no cigars because my my dream was after I retired, and I had maybe two years left before I was retired. This was like 2014, 15 time frame. I'm like, man, I'm not doing no tobacco because I knew how hard it was, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I smoke, you know, here and there. So I knew the whole gamut of, you know, how to grow it and, and the processes, and I knew all that stuff. And plus, I'm a, I'm a finance, I have a finance background. So, uh, you know, I, I pretty much know how the business is going to work. So during that time, he's like, hey, you want to, you know, get into tobacco? How many people smoke cigars, you know, playing golf? I'm like, yeah, you know, three, some person, two, one at the most, you know, at the least, should I say. He's like, oh, you should try to get a cigar. I'm like, eh, man, I am not trying to do cigars. <laughs> My thing was to do go and retire, go somewhere and teach golf and play golf all day, everywhere. You know, just that's that's all I wanted to do, just play golf. And, yeah. Uh, that's how deep I was in it. And um, I said, come on, I think you'll do great, you know, because you already know, you know, how things work. And, you know, I'm like, eh. so I said, let me think about it. You know, so I thought about it for like maybe about two weeks or something like that. And, uh, and, 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 uh, so I'm like, all right, let's go for it. So at that time, he uh, knew my previous blender, which, you know, we still cool to this day, Francisco. And we hooked up at that time. And he, he kind of got me back into, you know, the, the the routine of the whole industry again. You know, I, I'm always asked. I was once I jump in, I'm going to start asking questions to get myself mentally prepared. So with my side of knowing from the golf aspect, because that's kind of how I was looking at it. I was like, oh, I can do this on the side with my golf thing. And, you know, I'm like, all right, make sure you give me you know, some samples and I'll just hand them out while I'm on the, on, on the course and just have people, you know, critique it, you know. So I did that for like a year. So I said, you can't give me garbage because these people that I play with, they smoke really good cigars. He's like, all right, cool. And, you know, and I was smoking a little bit here and there, but not as much as I am now. But I knew what good was and what bad was. And then uh, so we did that for like a year. So I marketed the brand for like a year before I actually released it. So then about eight months in, I said, everybody's like, yo, this is really good. You should really try to put it on the market. This was like 2015, 2016. I'm like, eh, let me let me just keep going in. And by that point, you know, Francisco was getting 
me more into the factory aspect. So I was getting my mind back into the factory as far as, you know, the tobacco and the, and the blends and, and just get my whole mind wrapped over what I'm about to partake into again, you know, from my childhood. So uh, <laughs> I started saying, you know, let me get to some brick and mortars and see, see what they think. And it was like, yo, this is really good. You should, you know, try to market. I'm like, eh. Then I had to go and start my research. Even though I was doing my research already, then I started, you know, the whole process of like, all right, let's do it. And then, you know, that's how it just formed on that whole aspect. I, I just did all my due diligence as far as getting the company to see if I had a good product before I would even just market it. I didn't just want to do a cigar just to have, like, I got a cigar. If I'm going to do it, I wanted for a, a domestic approach to it. I wasn't just going to have it just to be selling out the back of the trunk or on the golf course, you know, give me here's some sticks for the golf course. You know, if I'm going to do it, it's going to do it for the long run. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. our relationship started growing because we were, we were, we were, yeah, we were, we were both, you know, really into what we were doing. And, you know, he understood how serious I was and you know with the whole marketing, the boxes, you know, everything was a process. You know, I, I'm very strategic. Uh, I'm very, you know, particular about what I do. So, you know, that's, then he saw that I wasn't just a, a guy coming in like, here, take 5,000 and make me a whole bunch of cigars. I'll take them back and, you know, they're mine. So yeah. I was very particular about like, all right, let's talk about these blends. Let's do something. And at that time, before I really started to get to it, I started smoking everybody else's stuff. You know, I really wouldn't smoke mine. I would just smoke and see what everybody was talking about, like, you know, the Drew Estates, the LFDs, you know, a lot of Dominican cigars. I was just smoking yeah. everything. And then I would go back and then we'd go back and like, no, let's do this. I don't want the same cigar as this and blah, blah, blah. So then we came up with something very classic. You know, I said, I needed to transition. I said, I needed to be boutique. You know, anybody can give you a one trick pony. I don't want a one trick pony. I want to do transition. I want to have this, 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 you know, this in the middle, this in the start. So he started understanding. Then he started teaching me a little bit more about the blending process. That's kind of where I started getting back into what was going on. And that's how the first three cigars were born from that point right there. So, okay. And, yep. So Garrett, uh, Garrett chimes in saying, sorry, couldn't be there. Uh, so, yeah, Garrett, we wish you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's uh, I, I I have this I have this feeling he's he's uh, he's sitting back like eating, like ribs or some awesome cut of steak or something right now. But no, he's <laughs> he's feeling pretty rough. Pretend he's sick. I'm going to call out. Good no, <laughs> I, I I know Garrett would be here if he if he yeah. Just from the conversation that we had in the past, I know he oh, he's yeah. a diehard guy, so I know he yeah absolutely. definitely sick definitely sick. So, so uh. Uh, Leo, our so. friend from Barrels and Leaves, has a great question. He wants to know how the Tobacco Business Magazine article came about. From the article? Well, you yeah. know, it's it's actually, that was a great article, and a shout-out to uh, uh, my man, uh, Editor Reed. You know, that was uh, a thing that I, I was very humbled about. Um it actually, from that aspect, helped the factory, I want to say, more than me. 
which was great. The factory I'm at now, El Fuente, down in uh, Phila Gonzalez region, you know, that's the new factory I'm at. And uh, that's what I wanted to do because uh, when I first, you know, we kind of skipped ahead, but it's fine. You know, after uh, my uh, separation with my first factory, you know, those guys have been like family from the beginning. And, and I wanted to do as much as I could to promote what they're doing because they're making some outstanding cigars, as you can see from this, uh, the Culture Cigar, which is one of ours that comes out of that factory and some other ones I won't mention. Uh, uh, but, uh, and when I first walked in there, it was like, why didn't I find you three years ago? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you have to go through your trials and tribulations. And they opened my eyes to a whole lot of different things that they were doing as far as, you know, the blending, you know, they, they have their own feels, you know, they have a different kind of uh, way to do things, very professional. Not saying that the other factory wasn't, uh, it's, it was just we were at the same point in our in our growth, and they understood it. You know, I came with some things, they came with some things, and like, hey, let's just make this thing work. You know, we talk like constantly, like all the time. You know, like I said, I was just there two weeks ago, maybe, and there for a week. Uh, I spent like a bunch of time there. That's, that's that's something that I do. I trench myself into who's with me. They're a partner. They're my partner. So I can't say, all right, I'll see you in six months. Just send me some stuff in the meantime. No, it's not going to be like that with Carolina Blue. It's like, we're going to walk through this thing together. They're going to advise me. I'm going to let them know what's going on this side of the, uh, you know, of the world. And from that article, you know, a new partnership is formed between the both of us. So we're, we're going to do a lot of things together in the future. And I'm not going to put any uh, flames on their fire even more. They're, they're, they have blown up tremendously in the last three months because of one, the article, two, the cigar that's come out, you know, any other that are made there. And so they're actually a huge player right now in, in the Dominican public region right now. So I'm, I'm happy about that. And uh, we're, we're doing great things. And I'm looking forward to a long, 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 long relationship with these guys. You know, they're like yeah. definitely family with me now. Well, and it's one of the things we talk about so much on the show is that, that the cigar industry, more so than a lot of other businesses, is so relationship-driven because there's something about the culture yes, of cigars is. that brings relationships together and, and you know, really, really uh, – um, you, you form kind of deeper bonds than you would elsewhere. And um, who are some right. of the people along the way that that have directly mentored you in premium cigars and also just maybe even a couple people who are inspiring to you and, you know, people who are maybe big names in the business that you, you know, try to emulate them just not in terms of duplicating their cigars, but just duplicate you know you want to emulate their work ethic right. and their style and that kind of thing well of course you know francisco i i i uh i uh i can't say enough about him to like you know he you know when we were together you know he stayed at my house i stayed at his house his kids were my kids we're still we're still very connected um, the next guy I would have to say is Preston Taylor Smoke here in Charlotte. Yeah. Um, he, he really gave me my first shot. 
you know, he, he stood, stood by me, you know, from from my relaunch, you know, he stood by me from, from the time that I just like, hey, I gotta, I have to redo things, you know, hanging it with me. I have to say Raymond at Maduro Cigars in the Bronx, you know, those two guys, I could probably talk to, you know, about any anything and everything. Um, just newfound friendships I have now with, you know, with Leo at, uh, at Barrels and Leafs, you know, with uh, Smoke Easy, you know, Cigar Brad, just, just whole, especially during COVID, just a whole lot of people now. It's just been, you know, just talking, you know, and one of my friends here in Charlotte is, is Damon that we talk a lot of cigars to. The, the, the one person that I really connected to um, was, uh, as far as what he was doing, was was uh, uh, Epic Cigars. Uh, like when I first started getting in the game, you know, Dean, I kind of watched what he was doing. You know, it's like, wow. And it was funny because every time I would see him, he would be like on the sailboat, jet ski. You know, he would be doing all the cool yeah. stuff. I was like, but I knew there was more behind it. Then I then I ran into Sean Williams when he came to uh, Charlotte. And we had a d- discussion. And he's like, oh, I heard about you guys. You know, you're doing the right thing. Blah, blah, blah. So, you know, and it's it's kind of. I, I, I kind of look at everybody what they're doing, but I also understood that I'm giving a product to the to the customers. So I, I I tried to, you know, as of smoking everything that I was smoking, to uh, give, you know, customers something that they can enjoy. You know, that's the whole premise behind the Carolina Blue Experience, and that's the premise behind the boutique. You know, I wanted to give, you know, since I'm making something that larger companies. I don't want to say didn't want to make, but more so were, you know, they, they have a, they have a bigger presence in the game so they can just go how they want to do their profile. But I wanted to give somebody something different. I wanted my blender to get out of the routine of making the, the regular old Dominican cigar, you know, and I kind of listened to my customers in the beginning and, and it, we, I tried to put all that together and it, it works, you know, it works, it works, it's working now um, as far as the cigars, um, a lot of people are like you don't talk about your cigars. I'm like, no. I, why should I? You, you're the customer. You tell me how yes. to like it. You know, so I, I don't really. It could be a curse. It could be something wrong. I'm doing. I, I probably could promote it more, but I don't think the customer wants to see me like, oh, the cigar is great. You know, it's the best thing since you know lemonade and iced tea. You know, so <laughs> I just let the customer tell me. Even when they buy yeah. it, like, what's the profile? I'm like, smoke it, and then we can talk about it later. You know, or I'll yeah. tell you later because I want you to get your own experience because what I had, what the experience I'm getting right now from smoking this, it could be way different than what you're getting over there. So I want you to enjoy the experience that the factory Carolina Blue El Puente is giving you in these cigars. Yeah. And once we made, once we started coming up with these blends, I'm not going to talk about notes. I'm not going to talk about, you know, I'm going to tell you what we, how many fillers and all that, what it is, but I'm not going to talk about anything else because I want you to enjoy what the cigar bakery and that's what i call the factory is given to the public yeah and, uh, i like that yeah. cigar bakery i like yeah, that yep so there's a good question how how tough has it been trying to narrow down the new blends that you're going to offer uh for the carolina blue line and that's that's part of the blending process that i've always been fascinated by is um because i i think i, I know i didn't know before i saw it firsthand and i know a lot of people don't realize how many test blends get 
Ooh. get run, you know, run through the the testing process before they get ruled out, and and how minor a difference can be between like test blend number eleven and test blend number thirteen can be like just the most tiny little difference, but it, it in the end the smoking experience for the you know for the smoker that makes enough difference where it's important so uh, how you know how tough was it narrowing down those blends um i could say that the toughest one that i actually did was the one the lorena cigar that that i'm still trying to recreate to this day um that it people heard me talk about it before and a lot of people some people have smoked it they would say that's probably one of the best cigars they ever had and I can say to this day, it's the best cigar I've, uh, we've ever created. Um, that blend took about a month. I mean, like, I stayed in DR for like a month trying to make that cigar. Um, the, the blends that we have now, um, two weeks, you know, two weeks of me being in, in Dominican Republic. Uh, but in between time, you know, it was like, hey, I don't like this. Uh, how about, you know, let's put some more here. And then it was just a back and forth struggle. Then, you know, but they just kept coming out with like more and more stuff. And I'd be like, nah, nah, <laughs> you know, like, nah. And yeah. so because I'm, I, you know, it's like even when I went there last week, you know, they had like five new cigars waiting. Like, I want you to try these. So I'm like, eh, I don't like that one. Uh, I don't want this one. Uh, wow, this is going to be good in December. You know what I'm saying? So. And then I had some that I already, you know, that I was already working on that I, you know, that they smoke. I'm like, wow. So then they would go and like, I can recreate it. Let me try it. So I was like, all right. So he would, you know, they would come back with something like very interesting. And it's just all about evolution. It's like, I'm always looking for the next, not the next big cigar, but like the next thing that should develop or evolve. Like, yeah. Let's let's mix different tobaccos to bring something different and unique, you know. Like the Nicaraguan blends, it took it took a while going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, even though some of the cigars were good, but I was like, nah, eh, I'm not that one, eh, nah, because I, I know I'm smoking the cigar as a as a customer. I'm not smoking it as right. the owner. You know, right. I'm smoking it when I when. when People, when they go with me, whoever goes with me to the factory, they'll see me. They'll, I'll just be sitting in the chair and, you know, the blends that we come up with, I'll just sit there and smoke it. Take me an hour. I could be doing something else with my time, yeah. but I'm going to smoke the cigar like somebody just paid for it. And I want to see what they're getting because I'm very biased. You know, my, my palate is particular in a sense, but I also am not biased to what I smoke. I'll try anything. And I'll smoke it like, what is this trying to do? Do I taste that? Do I taste, oh, okay, this gives me, oh, I feel that. Oh, it's earthy. Mm, okay, that's good. I like that. I'll buy it again. Or yeah. like, eh, nah, get out of here. You know, so I'm, I'm always trying to figure out what the customer wants. You know, one thing, I can smoke a, a very full body cigar and I can understand why people like that. I can smoke a mild cigar, understand why people like that. Or I can smoke a medium cigar. But I want to give the full gamut of from the novice to the veteran and give them a a good, good, good experience. Well, and that's, we, we equate it to food a lot on the show Mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, we like all different kinds of food. I mean, you can have, you can have dessert foods, you can have spicy foods, you can have hearty foods and, 
you know, every everywhere in between, you don't always want to have the same thing. You want to have variety. Right. You want to mix it up a little bit. Sometimes you're in the mood for uh, a milder, nor, more kind of nuanced Connecticut shade wrap cigar. Sometimes you're in the mood for, you know, something kind of earthier, like a San Andreas wrap or something like that. Or sometimes you want the, you know, to, to just go all out with lots of Lajero and have something strong and kind of spicy. Right. So, I think it's good to, and that way you give the smokers more options. You give them more things to, uh, you know, to choose from. And, and, speak, and, and that's one thing that I, when I walk in there, so I cannot stand San Andreas. You know, like, I don't <laughs> like it. So, but I knew that was a popular cigar. And I knew the tobacco is, is very uh, reasonable to buy. So I know that's why it's on the market a lot. You know, I wanted yeah. something. I didn't want to buy exotic tobacco. I just wanted to give. You know, I wanted to make a cigar with Brazilian Aparaca, you know, because I knew it was sweet. And yep. then I could make, mix it up and make something spicy inside and make it very, you know, complimentary where you'll get pepper and sweetness at the same time. And your palate is just dancing like, oh, ooh, yeah, give me another one. You <laughs> yeah. know, and uh, that's kind of what I wanted to do because I knew, you know, the big guys, you know, they're like, OK, we, we give you something and we got to make a lot of these. And I'm a small guy, so I can make, you know, 2000. And then, you know, it's like, all right they're all gone or I'll get some more tobacco and, and keep making it. Yeah. So that, that was the premise that I looked at. It's like, I can do something different, you know, like the Dominican Pearl that you smoked earlier, like the Perfecto, um, you know, those are two extreme cigars from one gamut to the, for the to the next, like the, uh, the Nicaragua line when we, when we have the, uh, the, all the, the light shaders are, 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 are more of a, a fuller profile than the darker shades. So it's, it's, it's like, you know, they were like, Oh, this is a dark one. It's going to be strong. Now it's going to be like, it's totally reversed. So, you know, that's something that I look at as well. I want you to taste what the region is giving you, you know, and I try yeah. to stick with that, you know, as much as possible. Well, and like you said there, you mentioned that you don't really care for San Andreas. It's not your thing. And I, I, res- I respect the hell out of that because you know, you've even you'll even have chefs in the in the food world who may maybe one of their most popular dishes somewhere out there is going to be a kind of food maybe that they don't like. Right. But they know right. that people are going to enjoy it. They know it's something uh, at least it's kind of a flavor profile that their customers are going to enjoy. Correct. So you didn't let that stand in the way. You no. said, OK, this you know, this at least this kind of flavor profile is something that people is popular. You know, it's right. moving in, in cigar shops. Um, and you knew if you, that's another thing too, if you would have just come out with, you know, a Connecticut, a Habano, a Broadleaf and a, a Raparaca, then, then you would have had people at like three, four times a day sending you messages saying, where's the San Andreas? Correct. So. <laughs> Correct. You're absolutely right. So I, you know, we stay basic, you know, I could go Cameroon, I can go. Honduran, you know, it, it's it's so many routes that I can go, um, but I didn't want to go overboard. I just wanted to stay, you know, enough where there's variety in the, the cigar that I'm smoking. And then I wanted to give everybody something. So now I have a, a, a range where four months down the line, I say, well, yeah. Chris, the, 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 the Maduro's not doing well. Okay, let's pull that. Let's make something different. Throw it up in there. So that's that's the flexibility that I'm like enjoying right now. It's like, I'm like now, you know, like we said earlier, the, uh, the Habano, you know, Maduro is on back order. So, but 
in the beginning, everybody, I introduced the box press. Everybody loved the box press. So now we're like at a standstill, like, okay, are we going to do the box press? Or are we going <laughs> to go back to the, you know, Robusto? So we're like, right. oh, let's blend it and see what happens. So, you know, I'm looking yeah. forward to what we come up with in the next two weeks because we hopefully two, three weeks we'll get those back out on the shelf. But so far, whatever we put out there, people like enjoying it. So that's what really all that matters in in oh, the I, end. Absolutely. I mean, if you, if you, I don't know what what your total production numbers are, but but your goal is to to sell all the cigars that are made under your name and have people enjoy those cigars. Right. And go back to the factory and say, okay, we need you know however many more, and and they give you a production date. They say, okay, well they'll be ready by you know, whenever. And that's what you want. You want the customers to come back and say, yeah, I want more of these. That's any, any product you make, you want the customer to come back and say, this is really good. I want more of these. Right. And, and that's, and, and, and we, and we saw that like really early. So I'm like, Hey, let's just go ahead and, and just stay, you know, never get less than 60%. So now we're, you know, we're already getting ready. Cause you know, they're getting ready to go on, on um, Christmas break soon and about, a month so i'm like hey let's just make enough to last us until january yeah. you know we'll, we'll do a nice order for christmas so when january comes around we'll be full stocked i don't have to worry about another 45 days so what we're doing now is just preparing for january february march and then you know in february we'll just prepare for the next quarter so it's it's been working you know really well so they you know we, i recognize it they recognize it you know, I'm taking inventory. I'm like, damn, we selling a lot of cigars here. You know, <laughs> more than I realized. You know, I'm like, wow, what happened to all the cigars? So, you know, and it's and it's it's a good thing. You know, do I wish they would go faster? I do, and I don't. Um, you know, we're picking up some pretty nice clients. Uh, that you know, I'm I'm very strategic as far as how I want to do it. I don't want to be. I would love to be all over the United States. But we're small right now, you know. Yeah. I, I don't want to, you know. In the beginning, that's what happened. We got so big so quick. You know, Casa del Monte Cristo was one of our largest accounts, and and I recognized that early. I'm like, wow, we cannot keep up the demand what they're asking for and service everybody else. Yeah. So I said, next time around, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to take it slow, build it. You know, people in, in other parts of the United States want to buy, then I'll then I'll get someone to do that for me, and uh, and I'll just service them or the other two or three, and, and it's kind of working. You know, and it it, it 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 it's the same in the end. You know, yeah. I can have forty stores, but I can have three catalog shops doing the same volume. What's the difference? You know what I'm right. saying? Right. What's the difference? And well, I can I just supply them. And you could have, I mean, it, it could be a, you know, growth can be a blessing and a curse depending right. on how you handle it. And it sounds like you're handling it the right way because right. if you can, you can disappoint customers a few different ways. You can disappoint them by just not having the product available, right. or you could disappoint them by trying to push product too soon and then have quality control issues and that, that kind of thing. Um, and in the end, I, I think it's smart to spread it out a little bit and, and give, uh, you know, give some more people a, a chance because then, you know, the word of mouth, especially with social media, man, the right. word of mouth spreads and people, people say, Hey, have you tried Carolina blue? No, I never even heard of them. Well, right. you know, they, then they give one to their buddy, they give one to their friend or, and they say, Oh yeah, I mean, I got to go buy a five pack of these or find a box of these somewhere. So, and, and that's exactly 
<laughs> what's been happening and it's been great you know and you know with the articles and some other social media shows and 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 other interviews like yourself and it's just the word is spread and i appreciate you know i'm humbly humble appreciate being on anybody's show to spread you know any kind of exposure to you know the brand you know it's 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 funny how people like you said like i never heard of it let me try one i'm like all right here you go you're gonna call me back every time i say yeah. you're gonna call me back yeah you sure about that i'm like yeah ring <laughs> hey can i get it i'm like i told you <laughs> you know it's funny because I, I i just got an account uh in south carolina and they ordered probably about six boxes last week and you call me like i'm out i don't have any more cigars can you give me some like tomorrow like yeah man don't worry i got you you know it's, yeah. it was funny it's like i didn't know it was gonna be that good i'm like i told you but you didn't believe me so you know so it's kind of what was the when was the first year um that you know, cigars were that you were selling cigars under the Carolina Blue name. When did that actually? Uh, two, the day I retired, uh, February 2017, and the first okay. client was it was the Carolina Panthers. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was it was crazy. It was a crazy time, and you know, we I'm getting ready. I'm excited, and ring the phone rings like, "Hey, Carolina Blue." I'm like, "Yeah, who's this? Uh, this is uh, Mr. Davis from the well. It's his his wife makes a call." Uh, we're having a golf event, uh, and and uh, would you like to do the event? I'm like, how'd you get my number? <laughs> you know, that's the first thing I asked. I'm like, I wasn't even really out yet. So I'm like, yeah, we saw you on the, uh, social media. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. So they like, you know, they was like, hey, you know, they were going all through this vendor fee thing. I said, you know what? I do it for free. They're like, you do it for free. I'm like, yes. It's like all the people that's there, your little two hundred dollars ain't gonna do me no justice. So yeah. <laughs> I'll do everything for free. I'll lay it out really nice for you and then don't worry about it. So after yeah. that it just it just went, you know, it's just business decisions you gotta do sometime. And your yeah. first year, which I learned you get you do a lot of giveaway of this and all right of that and a sample of this and you know, everybody will take a free cigar, you know, you so excited about your business. I think about eight months in, I totally put a halt to that, like really quick. And um, even now, I'm very, I'm very like selective on who I'll give a sample to, because uh, you know right. they heard about you. I'm like, you know, I get influencers all the time, like, hey, I can influence your your, your cigar. I'm like, okay, you can influence it by buying some, and then <laughs> we'll go from there. You know what I'm saying? So right. you know, it just depends on your circle. If 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 you know, you know. Do I give free cigars away? Yes, I do, you know, here and there. Um, and it just depends who you give it to and, and understanding the circle that they have. But I'm just not going to like, hey, I do. I have 20 Instagram followers and I'm an influencer. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, that's that's cool. So, you know, or even a shop, you know, it's like every shop I walk into, I'm not going to like pitch my cigar at right. all because it may not be the shop, you know, for you. Um, some some I'll approach. And I'll say, hey, you know, would you like Carolina Blue? They're like, oh, you know, I never heard of. Then, you know, they call me like, oh, we really like it. I'm like, all right. So I, I'm always at that. I'm really nice in the first round yeah. because I sought you out or you sought me out. Second round is business. This is business after that. It's like, oh, we got to go with the terms because you get me nice on the first time. You know, like, <laughs> all right, let's do a box two. You know, after that, it's, it's on. It's business. Like, hey. You walked away from a deal. It's like you're coming back for the car you wanted and somebody else put a nice price on it. Now you're trying to have me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nah, man, you got to come with the real stuff. If you really want me, you took me the first time. Right. So, you know, you no need to see the train moving. Now you want to jump on the train. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and a lot of them, you know, are good like that. And, and I appreciate their, their, uh, business. You know, we have, uh, some good, 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 uh, shops that I'm just getting some relationship with, with some connections of, of people like Leo and, 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 and cigar Brad and, and, and smoke easy, you know, just because of word of mouth, you know, yeah. word of mouth. So John, John wants to know, uh, where in South Carolina, South Carolina, nowhere at the moment. Okay. <laughs> nowhere at the moment. I, I, again, I'm so close. Oh, let me, let me back that up. Really. I didn't, if COVID wouldn't have happened, we all say that, um, <laughs> the, the original launch would have been in April. So yeah. the, we're going to do a launch here in, in Charlotte on the 13th. So I didn't want to do anything until I got that together. Um, so, you know, there's sales on the, on the Internet and, and stuff like that. But I didn't really want to do any like let me run out there and just start to get a whole bunch of shops, which I'm not going to do. You know, yeah. I'm going to be very selective. But I didn't want to like do any events until after this launches up. So for him, I, I you know, I. I I have a, a couple of shops in South Carolina that I'm, that I'm looking at um, one or two. Uh, I want to revisit one that I used to go to a lot that really supported me back then and revisit them. But I have some on my mind that I want to take care of. Like I said, I don't, I don't want to be sat. I don't want to saturate my brain. Right. You know? I don't want to saturate because we, we have, we have something very special that we're doing. And uh, I want, not that I say that I want it to be hard to find, but, I want it to be something that, you know, if it's too much out there, then I'm not going to be able to give you the total experience that I'm going to give you. you know? Yeah. So, um, what have, uh, you know, from, from the, you know, that beginning, uh, three years ago, you know, even into now, not, not even mentioning COVID cause that's its own special case, right. but <laughs> what have been, what have been some of the big obstacles that you've seen yourself encounter that you've had to find creative ways you know, business wise or relationship wise or whatever, you know, that, that, uh, that you've had to find ways to, to kind of overcome and, and move around or even, yeah. even bypass in some cases. Well, the, the number one thing, and, and this is for a boutique guy, uh, I, I just say this to all my boutique people. Um, tobacco is taboo to the, uh, to the, uh, merchant world. It's very taboo, you know, like however you're doing your, your sales or whatever you're doing. I finally, like after months, I say years, I'm going to say years of searching. I finally have a merchant company that I don't have to worry about nothing anymore. Like, you know, I would get funds held for 30 days and <laughs> because, you know, they're like, oh, that wasn't a face-to-face transaction. It was just chaos but yeah. now i finally have someone who who takes care of everything like it's so secure it, it's it's taking like a burden off my shoulders it was worse than the fda oh. because at, at one point it's like i like how i'm going to sell if i can't if i can't always be in your face i can't do a, a swipe swipe so for all the other brands out there other than the big guys please check your merchant account. I mean, it might be working for you now. You know, it worked for me for a little bit, but eventually they'll come and get you. So uh, that's something that's very taboo. And I'm, I'm very thankful that I have a great, great merchant company now. Um, other than that, 
I was just like business as usual. It was, it was more like marketing, you know, just making sure everything was good to go. You know, other that that was probably my my nightmare every night. You know, I'm, I'm a, a financial guy, so my my book, my records had to be good. You know, yeah. yeah, that that was that was the probably the most scary part. Like importing, and I got my uh, my my importer's license, so now I don't have to really worry about a broker. You know, yeah. if I need to cigars in three days, I have them in three days. I don't have to wait for a plane to fill up and wait 30 days for my cigars and say, hey, I need 2,000 cigars by the end of the week. Yeah. Bow, they're here because yeah. I do them myself. And that was a, 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 a that was something that uh, it forced my hand because there were times when I needed cigars like right away and I wouldn't get them for two two weeks, three weeks. Now I don't have to worry about it. So so many things of uh, just because of previous experiences helped me uh, just be more, you know, on point. Whatever I need, my inventory stays. You know, you know, back backwards, backward. I you can't help some things, but right, right. If I need something right away, customers don't have to wait anymore. You know, and that that's a blessing that you know I don't have to worry about. And even coming yeah. from Nicaragua, I don't really have to worry about it. You know, there's 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 a delay coming out of Nicaragua, but I don't I don't have to wait as long as everybody else does, you know, yeah, yeah. directly to me. So, yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that's cool is you, you know, you you've you've found those ways to because there are some things that you you don't necessarily have time for and right. somebody else can maybe, um, you know, take take on a certain thing for you that that even in a certain way you th- you have to identify those people who you say, OK, this person can actually do it and take it off my plate and probably maybe even do a better job than I can. But then there are those other things that you say, okay, I can handle this myself. And I know at least for right now with the place where the company's at right now, I'm the best person for this job, whether right. it's importing or what, it, like you said, whatever right. it is. And, and that's, that's, that is, uh, as we get, as we start to, you know, I'm always forward looking. And as I see things getting bigger, I'm starting to, that was one reason I started looking for different avenues of who's going to take my cigar to relieve me of individual sales. I, I, I want, I, I typically want to get out of that business. You know, all the, all of the bigger guys don't do it. Right. You know, you can't buy cigars from their website. Um, does it take out of my pocket a little bit, but if you, if you add up the time that you spend, um, shipping and, and post office and, and, and just everything, it, it doesn't add up, you know what I'm yeah. saying? If, if I have somebody else doing it and I just supply them and I can just run the business other than having the business run me, then that's where I want to be at. Will I still do it here and there? Probably, but I want to get rid of it um, at about, you know, 70 to 80%. I, I really, I really want someone else to do it. And I'm sure you heard of, um, Smooth draw. Oh yeah. One time. Yeah, yeah. He was he was he used to do my cigars at one time and it was like when he started taking off, like, thank you. You're God sent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have to worry about if I'm on vacation or if I'm at the factory. Like, you know, like two weeks ago I was at the factory. I had about, you know, thirty orders come in and I'm like, uh, they're gonna be late. So then you have to go and, you know, make up for that and say, Here, take some extra sticks. So, you know, you're looking at that time and you're giving away inventory because you're late. You know, if I had that company already set, then I didn't have to worry. I could just stay there as long as I wanted to. So, you know, 
yeah. and knowing that we had we we both you know and are are thinking the same way and the company is oxford cigar company you know that they yeah. we, we talk a lot I, I really like those guys um and uh and i think we'll do great together so uh soon everything will be on their website uh, and people can just get sticks directly from them you know if they want okay. one stick you know then i'm gonna revisit uh casa del monte cristo or jr you know in, in the upcoming weeks and get back with them again and uh you know just what just about, run carolina um, blue what about outside of uh outside of the u.s do you have any presence outside of the u.s yet uh we we had to buy that was very difficult to do uh we was working in canada at one time that was very difficult with the taxes yeah canada's tough um you know i I haven't really i'm open to it like i had someone from uh where did they call me from uh i think they were in scotland somewhere and they wanted to get cigars there. I'm like, you gonna pay for the you gonna you gonna pay for shipping? <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 and, and a lot of things I have to set up, you know, with the factory direct. And that's another thing, is like, you know, I've been working closely with, you know, different uh uh distribution avenues with UPS and stuff like that. And they've been really great trying to help me out because they, you know, they when we have our discussions, they understand what I went through the first time. So they've been really great trying to help me out and get get all the avenues as far as when the doors do open that it would be a smooth process. Yeah. And you know. But you know, that's that's something down the road, you know, am I looking to go overseas like right away? No, if it happens, I'm I'm open for it. But right now, I think we're going to take things at small small paces and chip away at the yeah. market and and just give everybody great cigars. So for um uh, and I, I appreciate that answer because we do have some people um, we're grateful for our viewers and listeners outside of the U.S. We have we have uh, a few uh, people from uh, Europe, Asia, Australia. So we're grateful for them. Uh, so for and, and for for anybody really who's watching and listening right now, um, you know, if there's not a since, you know, it's a you're a newer company. You don't have quite as many accounts as a lot of other companies, but. There are going to be some places out there where if, if we want to get, get our hands on your cigars, where is the best place for us to, you know, go online and Oxford, Oxford, Oxford cigar. They, they ship everywhere. And, you know, and Hey, you hit me too. If, if it's reasonable, we can, if I can figure out from customs how to get it to you, I'll get it to you. You know, I'll get it to you. You know, I, the last thing I want the customer to do is pay an astronomical amount of shipping for you know for such right. a you know we're talking fifty dollars or whatever you may buy for and you paying two three hundred dollars for a cigar and shipping and then, yeah i mean like come on you know i i know it's, i know you may want it that bad but i mean it's not that serious <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> you know I, I try to be i i think of it as me on the other side like uh it's just too much my dollars <laughs> over here going crazy right now he wants me to play yeah. but uh but i i, I you know, some people do it like, yeah, I'll buy it. No problem. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll try to find the best rate to get it to you. And, you know, without it being, you know, dry when it gets there. Cause I actually wrap everything with the packs and everything and try to keep it as fresh as possible. But after yeah. these, you know, where it ships, I don't know where they're going to store it. So it's, it's on its own, but yeah, Oxford ships everywhere. So that's, that was another good decision that I made. Cause once you told me like, yeah, we ship everywhere. I'm like, okay, cool. So right. I'm like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about right there. So for 
you know, for you day to day, day in and day out, what is the, what's the, the cigar with your, from your brand that you find yourself reaching for more than any other? Oh, you would ask me that question, wouldn't you? <laughs> like picking a favorite kid or a favorite pet. I, I know. To be honest with you, I, I, I'm like the Biggie. I'm like Biggie. Don't get out of your own supply. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I try my hardest to not, not smoke them all. Not to smoke. I, I usually just smoke every now and then to check for freshness and check for no. any flaws or. Like I'm not smoking six or seven Carolina Blues a day or a week. I'll smoke a bunch of other stuff. Like I smoke, you know, I I I I got a whole pack of Dappers the other day. I got some uh, Warp cigars. I'm gonna smoke them probably for the rest of the week. Um, I just you know Leo sent me a bunch. I'm gonna work on his, and I just try to smoke everything else. So when I do come back, and I smoke my own, I'm like. That's why everybody likes them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, and then when I do events and I'm out there and then people say, I smoke this, I smoke that. I'm like, oh, okay, I smoked that before. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, this this kind of fits that profile. Or I don't have anything like that. But you might enjoy this one. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and that's how the Nicaraguan was, was born too because so many people are smoking Nicaraguan brands that, you know, they were looking for that, that profile. I'm like... But the thing about my Nicaraguans, in a sense, thanks to the factory as well, is they're not your typical like Agonosa cigar or your 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 um your AJ Fernandez cigar or anything like that. It's very it's still within the Carolina Blue profile of giving you something different. Like how the hell did y'all make that? You know, it's like like are you serious? This is what it is. I'm like yeah. So yeah, and it is, and that's that's what a boutique is supposed to do: give you something right. different. And that's on the shelf that you can find anywhere else in, in the world, you know, and yeah. that's what I want to give people is something very, very, very different, you know, that you can enjoy. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's move into our next segment uh, for the week. And this week uh, let's talk about our smokabulary word of the week. And as always guys, smokabulary is brought to you by AJ Fernandez born and raised in Cuba. AJ Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The day-to-day operations at Tabacalera AJ Fernandez are managed under the watchful eye of Mr. Fernandez himself in order to ensure superior quality. The AJ Fernandez portfolio of premium cigars provides blend, strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Dias de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from AJ Fernandez. So, uh, viewers and listeners, this week, again, for the like the fourth week in a row, we've got a little bit more of a simple um, smokabulary word. And this week's smokabulary word is foot. Uh-oh. So, Chris, when I'm talking about when I'm talking about a cigar, and I say the word foot, mm-hmm. and this is just a random unbanded I had on my desk here that I grabbed. You have a closed foot. This one does not. Okay. This is just a so that yeah, the foot is the end of it's simple terms, viewers and listeners. <laughs> the foot is the end that you light. That's it. So you could have a covered foot, which this one does not. You could have a regular cut foot, like this one is. You can have uh, you can have a figurado that's got a tapered foot. You can have a shaggy foot. There's all different kinds of feet you can have on a cigar. The foot is the end that you light. 
It is not the end that you put into your, in mouth. your mouth. You will be very upset and unhappy if you do that. Trust yeah. me. I may yeah. have done that once in my life. I think I've done it once too. By accident. <laughs> it, yeah, by accident. it only yeah. took once. Yeah. Uh, so that, uh, that again is a simple one, but that is this week's vocabulary word brought to you by AJ Fernandez. And now guys, Garrett normally does a segment, but I'm going to power through it because I just couldn't have a show without numero de los muertos. So now it is time for numero de los muertos. Oh, As always, guys, Numero de los Muertos is brought to you by Oveja Negra Brands. They bring you premium smoking experiences forged from tobacco time and talent. Comprised of Black Label Trading Company, Black Work Studio, Dissident, and Emilio, Oveja Negra Brands provides smokers uncompromising blends renowned for their flavor and lasting impression. Oveja Negra, where art and tobacco collide. Join the flock. Visit ovejanegracigars.com. To learn more. So, uh, Chris, you don't know this, but we do a segment every week. Garrett does a segment every week called Numero de los Muertos. And we give a number. And you, uh, normally me, but you and our viewers this week get to make guesses of what that number means as far as how many people died from what the cause of death was for that random number. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you doing Yeah, yeah, I remember you doing that. I remember watching So, that. So this week's number is 1,330. Ooh. And that is that number is in the U.S., an average number per year for about the last, uh, about the last 15 years or so. The average number per year in the U.S., 1,330 people die from this in the US. Um I would 1330 people Wow. 1300 people. I I know it's definitely not the flu. Not the more flu. more than that. Uh 1300 something very minor. Um Ooh. Ooh. I am clueless. <laughs> So, I, am, I am clueless. I want to say uh, um, walking into traffic while texting. No, no, it's, <laughs> I don't think it's that high. Uh, Chad, it's not hiking. It's not the flu. It's not shark yeah. attack. It's not gas grill accidents. Uh, it is not pneumonia. It is not falling out of a tree. Um, I will say this. It is... Because Garrett always tries to find something that somehow relates to the person we're interviewing or just something related to the name of their brand. And oh, this, I had to reach for I had to reach for this one like hard. So don't go digging too deep into saying it's directly related to Carolina or no, uh, I just I had to dig deep for this one. What about uh, jellyfish uh, things? No, not oh. I think we did that. Actually, we I did? think Carolina okay. done that one already. Okay. Um, so I'll say that it is, um, it is directly related to the outdoors. Uh, 
not it's, snake bites. It's no, we did snake bites a, okay. a while ago. Carving it's, pumpkins. It's, it's not carving <laughs> pumpkins. <laughs> Definitely the way the outdoors. Uh, frost. Uh, 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 uh. What about um, like what is it? Hypothermia. I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> I'm gonna get because it's it's basically freezing to death. Okay. That's okay. so so. Uh, in each year in the United States, about 1,330 people die of cold exposure. Wow. So, and, and of all the people that die from, from exposure, way more, it's like 60% of them die from cold weather exposure and 40% die from hot weather exposure. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's freezing. It could be hypothermia. It could be frostbite that, that. You know, and and in a way, it could even, I suppose, be re- related to some other guesses came out like flu and pneumonia. Because right. if your cold exposure is so severe that it gives you, you know, a nasty case of uh, of the right. flu or pneumonia, you know, that's uh, that's going to bring that on. So, yeah, and between uh, what is it between 2005 and 2014, on average, 180 treat and release emergency department visits. Um, and 15 cold-related deaths. Wow. Um, and that was per, was that on a monthly monthly basis? I can't. I, I would, I would. well, yeah, you said it's both heat and cold. It's just yeah. outdoor exposure. Yeah. But I'm sure it's worse in the wintertime. Um, and it says 94% of all those admitted with exposure also had one or more unrelated health problems that were, you know, exacerbated by by the, by the exposure. Yes, oh, I can yeah. I can agree to that. Yep, yep. Especially, so have- uh, you know, that's uh, it's 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 kind of interesting. You know, although it's a sort of a morbid uh, segment we do on the show each week, it's kind of interesting to see uh, because there have been some where the number is really low, and I fully expect that it would have been thousands of people a year die from something that Garrett named off. And then all of a sudden <laughs> it turns out it's only 30 or 40. So you Still, know. that's too many, especially when it's something that you could hopefully prevent. Yeah. Yeah, you know. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that, uh, that is this week's numero de los muertos. Mm. I'm going to have to use that for jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so Chris, a lightning round of some questions that aren't really cigar related. If okay. you could choose, if you could choose to hear the thoughts of one living person for ten minutes, who would it be and why? <laughs> one, living, one, one living for ten minutes. Oh my God, that's a good question. You get to just <laughs> climb inside their head and hear what they're thinking. <laughs> my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, I don't know if I, would have, I don't know if I have the strength to hear what my daughter's thinking on a on a daily my basis. Daughter, on a daily basis, like that would, what the hell? That would scare me. That would scare me to no end. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. Yeah, I, I can't really think of anybody else that I would want to hear their thoughts because right now no, people, that's, are, people that's are like really know. crazy right now. <laughs> that's a good one, though. Um, all right, Chris. If you were if you were about to get into a fight, yes. What soundtrack music would come on? Hmm. 
what soundtrack music would come on? Uh, hey, what's the last soundtrack I even listened to? Uh, can I phone a friend? No, <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, probably yeah, it, could be, it could be any music at all, it doesn't have yeah, to be, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think music. of something, uh, because you're making your own soundtrack for this fight scene, yeah. It, it would probably be Win 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 by uh, J Rock, yeah, yeah, that's mm. what it would be, yeah, 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 that's what it would be. Because I'm I like about that. to bring out my, my other two friends with me if I'm getting ready to go down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm, not, so. I'm not even going to waste a lot of breath. I'm like, uh, <laughs> you, you want to do this? <laughs> so choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. Score a hockey goal as the goalie. Or score a soccer goal as the goalie. Hmm. I will go with hockey. That's a very popular answer on this show. I will go with hockey. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I I've I've watched I actually used to work for the National Hockey League at one point. Uh, was oh, yeah? yeah, it was right after I right before I went back in the military, I worked for them for a little bit a little bit. So that was an interesting I had a choice to work with them or the NBA. And uh, I was like, nah, let me go with hockey because I would not get nothing done working for the NBA. So I actually learned a lot working for the National Hockey League, even though they work similar. You know, they're nonprofit yeah. organizations. Um, similar, everything is similar as far as the rules. And I, I met Mr. Bettman and all that stuff. And uh, working, I was actually working kind of directly for him a little bit. Um, so it was interesting, you know. So I went to a couple of uh, – that's when the Rangers were good at one yeah. point. Um no, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was. Yeah, it was a while ago. It was, it was uh, when the Rangers were good. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. So, uh, <laughs> so it was. It was interesting. You know, that's an interesting sport. You know, as far as how everything is set up and how oh, yeah. fast it is. And when you, live hockey is different than TV hockey. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's it, it it if anybody who even is a little bit curious about hockey owes it to themselves to go see a live hockey game. Yeah. that's Because crazy. it's, it's not even the same game when you're watching yeah. it live versus on TV. It's just, yeah. it's, it's super intense. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I don't know all the rules, but just watching them back and forth and this is, it's just, yeah, it was just, it was just a good thing to see. So uh, we do a, a notable smokable each week and mm-hmm. we talk about a cigar that, that we smoked recently that was interesting to us. It could be something that's been on the market for, for decades, or it could be something brand new to the market that we just tried for the first time. Um, so is there anything, Chris, you smoked recently that, that really kind of caught your attention? Other or, than my own stuff? No, <laughs> um, no, we won't go there. I can say there's two actually. Um, well, one Leo gave me, he gave me, a, and it's not on the market, of course, because it's a Cuban. Uh, it was a Romeo and Julieta Petite Churchill, I think it was. Okay. That cigar, it was like really first time I smoked a Cuban in a long time. A, a, a real one. You know, the one in Afghanistan from the Haji shop was probably somebody made in the back. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he gave me that one. It was It was like incredible cigar um but recently i smoked 
uh, a dapper cigar. Uh, ooh, I can't remember which one it was, but it was the one uh, with the black church on it. I can't. I, you know, they have their little. Oh, the. Uh, uh, is that the Kubo? I think so. Yeah, I think it was that one. Yeah, that was really, really, really good. Was, yeah, yeah. I, I I had the pleasure of having it because they're not. They don't have too many on the East Coast. They're starting to come to the East Coast. But the last time I was out in L.A., I happened to grab one. And the guy said, hey, try this one. It's dapper. I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen them. And I tried it. I'm like, wow, this is a good damn cigar. Yeah. So, um, you know, very different as far as what comes out of Agonosa. Um, So, yeah, that's something I I, I truly enjoyed. And that's why I kind of grabbed a bunch, you know, over the uh, two weeks ago. So Yeah. So I had... uh, uh, we're we're close with the uh, the guys over at Cigar Dojo, and okay. they've done they've done a lot of uh, special releases with different mm-hmm. cigar companies over the years. And they just uh, within the last few months put out this one that they call Gimmick, which was kind of fun. You know, it came with uh, like the artwork on it was 3D and meant to be viewed with 3D glasses. So they shipped it with 3D glasses. And oh, really? Okay. Lost, it's it's one of the Caldwell Lost and Found. So oh, okay. really knowing where it came from, you know, which factory, how long it's been around, it's really no way of knowing. Um, and kind of here's a shout out to the, the retailer they went through for this particular cigar was Atlantic Cigar. And oh. the cigars that I received when I bought a bundle of them, uh, had some molds on the cigars and weren't in the best shape. I contacted Atlantic. They fixed it immediately. The no questions asked, uh, very, you know, easy to deal with, great people. So shout out to Atlantic Cigar for that. Um, and it's uh, it, it's definitely not my favorite of all the uh, Cigar Dojo special releases, but it is a good little cigar. So if there I, there may still be some available from Atlantic. And, uh, you know, I, I say check it out. I think it's a good little cigar. Uh, yeah, I, I had one of theirs. Uh, was it No Smoke Alone? Don't smoke. Oh, Never Smoke Alone. Never That's smoke like alone. Their, yeah, their yeah. tagline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I had one of theirs, and like I missed it. It came out like a year before. And then they recently did it, maybe about four months ago, and I grabbed some. I had to let them sit. The first time I smoked one, eh, I was like, oh, don't smoke this one at all. But then I let it sit for a little bit. I'm like, oh, this is really good. Yeah, this is really good. So, yeah, they've they've yeah. always they've always done fun releases with different companies, and they spread it up, spread the love too. I mean, they've done releases with a lot of different cigar companies. So, yeah. um, so that's uh, that's the notable smokables for the week. Um, to give our viewers and listeners an idea of some stuff we have coming up in the in the next few weeks, next um, next Tuesday night. I can't believe next Tuesday is November already. Uh, We're going to talk to Abe, Honest Abe from uh, Smoke In. And uh, and he's going to talk to us mainly about their, you know, their their great smoke event that obviously is one of the biggest cigar events, you know, in the country because of covid. It's going to be a special online virtual experience this year. And for anybody watching and listening, you absolutely want to tune in. I mean, you want to tune in every week to how about that cigar lag. But next week we have a huge giveaway package that's going to go to one lucky winner, a box full of awesome swag and cool stuff and some cigars. So definitely tune in next week because one lucky viewer is going to win a, just a sick package of, of swag next week. Ooh, um, cool. The following week, we actually have double duty. So Tuesday, the 10th of November, we're going to talk to Ben Holt from Dissident Cigars. And the very next night, I'm not going to give away what the show is about, but the very next night on Wednesday, a special Wednesday night show 
on November 11th, we have a super special extravaganza show that night. And again, we have super killer guests and I'm not going to give away the secret, but you want to clear your calendar for that Wednesday night as well as our regular Tuesday night slot. I hope it's a veteran show. What's that? Hope is a veteran show. Well, t- Tuesday, Ben. So Ben is a, a United States Marine Corps vet, and that, right. a, that's also the birthday uh, of the United States Marine Corps. So we're going right. to celebrate uh, the birthday of the Marine Corps on the tenth, and celebrate Veterans Day on the eleventh as well. Okay. So, um, Chris, give us an idea. You know, for our viewers and listeners, where is the best place for them to keep up with the latest and greatest info from Carolina Blue Cigars? Um, I'm, I'm, uh, always posting something on Instagram. Um, I, I probably start posting a lot more stuff, especially in the next, really next week. I'm going to really amp up everything. Um, I'm going to probably release some of the, the new Nicaraguan, uh, line next week on the website. Um, so yeah, that's where you can catch me most of the time. I am on Facebook as well. You know, a lot of my stuff is connected off of there, but I don't really, post a lot on facebook um and, and nothing wrong with facebook but i just just easy for me to do it on instagram yeah. but yeah definitely catches you know when my people you know you have uh barrels and leaves you have uh black orchid you have uh heather and uh, smoke easy you know table talk cigar brat you know all those guys will definitely post uh what's coming out there and you know you of course hopefully and yeah. uh and you know, just look out for what Carolina Blues get ready to do, and especially coming out of the uh, the uh, cigar bakery. You know, we're getting ready to do some exciting things. I'm 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 very thrilled. You guys are going to be like totally in shock <laughs> once it once it hits the news of what's going on with that factory right now. And um, you know, just you know, support your your boutique you know boutique companies. You know, we're we're doing amazing cigars. You know, yeah. I can't speak from, I I speak for myself. You know, I I do some amazing shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. And, but it's some other people doing some amazing stuff as well. So, uh, you know, just support the little guys and then, you know, keep smoking, you know, we appreciate everything. Absolutely. Chris, man, I thank you so much for spending time with us tonight. We had a great time talking and I hope you had some, had a good time, uh, you know, just chatting and, and we wish you the best for your brand. And, you know, if you ever need anything, you know, just reach out to us. If you want us to, uh, you know, give a shout out to a new release or, or press release, anything like that, just, you know, definitely, what definitely. I, I'm looking forward to hearing what you think of that, uh, Figurado that you're going to smoke. And, uh, yes. Absolutely. I don't want you to drive all the way from Minnesota to be driving by my house. Like I've been catching people all the time. Talking about, you got some of that Figurado. <laughs> I can't promise anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris, thanks again. Yes. All right. For for all our viewers and listeners, as always, if you guys have questions, find us online at HowAboutThatCigar.com. If you have questions, you can email me. You can email Garrett directly from there. And you can also sign up for an email list uh, for any new content that's coming out on the site. Uh, Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at HBT Cigar. And until we see you guys next time, burn cigars, not bridges. That's right. Burn it. <laughs>